0: You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel.
1: God is the one that makes them thirsty. He woos them. He draws them. He did it in you. Do you remember? You didn't find salvation on your own, did you? No way. Salvation didn't come to you. It wasn't a random chance or a coincidence. God brought salvation to you through Jesus Christ and through a divine appointment.
0: As we claim to the simple... No matter how long you've been a believer and follower of Christ, it can be easy for us to forget the nature of our salvation. It's not that we decided one day that we would clean up our act and seek God, but rather that God drew us to Him out of divine appointment. As Pastor Dion discusses in his message today, God draws us to Him by planting a thirst within us. In his study, you'll learn how this thirst within us unites us with God in tandem of the work of the Holy Spirit. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 with today's edition of The Simple Truth.
1: Anyone can contribute to saving spotted owls, dolphins, redwood trees, and silvery minnows. But only Christians can contribute to the saving of souls. Look at your neighbor and say, only you, only me. Look at me, tell them that. We have a unique, as Christians, we have a unique assignment. Here is how the Apostle Paul explained it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Read it with me. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We're ambassadors. We have a unique position, a unique assignment. Because we're the only ones that can contribute to the salvation of a soul. So, God sent this angel to tell Philip that He wanted him to, 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 to move. So, God asked Philip to pick up and leave an amazing revival there in Samaria where hundreds were being touched and transformed. And go to the middle of of the desert. Everybody said the middle of the what? Desert. At first, Philip didn't know why. In fact, God doesn't reveal it to him right away. He just, the angel just comes and says, Hey, listen, God wants you to go, and He wants you to go to the Gaza area, to the dry desert area. All that Philip knew was the address God was sending him. It was a dry, dusty, dirt road in the middle of nowhere. God was asking him to leave this amazing revival that he kind of sparked in Samaria. To go to a desolate desert area where it's the middle of nowhere. What sounded like a disappointment was really this. Everybody say it out loud. A what? A A divine appointment. Say it again. A what? A divine appointment. Listen, God will sometimes interrupt our life and send us to those He is drawing to Himself. I'm going to say it again. God will sometimes interrupt our life and send us to those that He's drawing to Himself. In fact, Jesus said it like this. Read it with me, John chapter 6. No one can come to Me Unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, so no one can come to Christ. Jesus said, "Without the Father drawing him, the Father draws." See, the Father is the one who causes a sinner to become a seeker. Can you say that word? A what? Seeker. Yeah, the Father is the one that causes a sinner to become a seeker. God is the one that makes them thirsty. He woos them. He draws them. He did it in you. Do you remember? You didn't find salvation on your own, did you? No way. Salvation didn't come to you. It wasn't a random chance or a coincidence. God brought salvation to you through Jesus Christ and through a divine appointment. Wow. You hear that? Through a divine and God saw this guy in the desert, and God set up a divine appointment for him. Because that's what God does. The text we read said that this man was an Ethiopian dignitary. He was the treasure, treasury secretary for the Ethiopians, if you would. That's, That's who he was. And watch what happens. I mean. This guy had taken a hiatus from work and traveled over 2,500 miles to Jerusalem to connect with God. He's not a Jew. He's an Ethiopian. Takes off from his job so that he can take this journey 2,500 plus miles to go connect with God. It was a spiritual quest. God was wooing him. God was pulling him. God was doing the work. So he goes to, on this spiritual quest. But when this Ethiopian got to Jerusalem, here's what he found. All he found was religion. Everybody said, what? Religion. And everybody said, oh. That's all he found was religion. All he found was a bunch of priests who, who didn't want to help. And they thought, they thought it would be too much work to help this guy. Kind of like the, the lady who the wife who went with her husband to a, a doctor appointment. You know, was kind of serious. He was dealing with some issues, so she went with him, she sits in the in in the you know waiting room, he goes in, gets examined, the doctor comes out and says, Um, I would like to speak with your wife alone. And so the, the wife comes in and he the, the doctor tells the wife, hey, listen, you know, what, what's gonna happen is your your husband has a very serious case, a stress disorder. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do for at least one year. Every morning, make him the best breakfast. Make him a nutritious lunch. Give him a fabulous dinner. And no nagging. Don't tell him about your problems. Don't, you know, try to get him to talk too much. It's too stressful for him. He says if you do this for at least a year, you know, your your husband's going to make it. And she said, oh, okay, thank you. So as they, she walks out of the doctor's office and they're walking over to the car, the husband looks at her and he said, he said, what, what did he say? And the wife said, he said, you're going to die. <laughs> That's the way the priests made this Ethiopian feel. You're going to die. We don't want to help you. See, the Jews had basically you know, discriminated. They had excluded non-Jews. Everybody say the word excluded. They excluded non-Jews. You know, universities exclude you if you're not smart enough. Businesses exclude you if, if you're not qualified enough. Country clubs exclude you if, if you're not rich enough. And unfortunately, some churches exclude you if you're not good enough. But God will never ignore, exclude or reject you. In fact, here's the verse, John chapter 6 and verse 37. Read it with me. Jesus is speaking, "However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them." I love it. And then there's Hebrews 11:6 that says this. God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Isn't that awesome, guys? You know, he won't turn you away. This Ethiopian had traveled 2,500 plus miles to try to connect with God at the temple. And they, he, he couldn't find God there. They gave him a no, uh, you know, no, not here. And, and so that's his story. But God never will exclude you. Jesus will never turn you away. This Ethiopian man didn't find God at the temple, so here's what he did. He bought a scroll of Scriptures. He bought the book of Isaiah on scroll, because that's how you bought them then. And he was thinking that he might be able to find a connection to God in the pages of this scroll, in the pages of the Word of God. So he started reading it on his way back to Ethiopia. And God knew exactly where He would be, both on the road and in the Scriptures, and God set up a divine appointment. You may have heard that the devil goes down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal, but this verse reminds us that God will go to the middle of nowhere looking for a soul to heal. Right here. God is concerned with every single person. He will leave the ninety and nine to save, and everybody said, save what? The one. God told Philip to punch it, to get out to that desert area and catch up to the guy and that dusty, desolate road. God set up the divine appointment. Let's finish reading it. Verse 30. So Philip ran to him, "...and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and said, "'Do you understand what you are reading?' And he said, "'How can I unless someone guides me?' And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the Scripture which he read was this, "'He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, "'and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, "'so he opened not his mouth. "'In his humiliation his justice was taken away, "'and who will declare his generation?' for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the Scripture, preached Jesus to him. Isn't that beautiful, guys? Wow. It's so cool. Philip, as God spoke to him, the angel spoke to him and said, God wants you to go down to the desert. Philip went out there. And then that's when he sees the Ethiopian man, and he realizes, God, this is who God wants me to talk to. And Philip ran towards the Ethiopian chariot, kind of like Speedy Gonzales, right? He ran towards it, and, and then and then Philip makes a conversation with the man. He makes a connection with this Ethiopian, probably like Speedy Gonzales. Hola, hombre. Do you know what you read, right? That's what he said. No, that's not, not quite the way he said it, but kind of. Well, the Ethiopian told Philip he was confused by the passage. So Philip made it simple. Everybody said it made it what? Simple. Don't you love it when teachers make it simple? You do? Okay. I expected a little more fire with that one, but that's alright. <laughs> Philip made it simple. Philip likely explained it to the Ethiopian like this. The whole book of Isaiah is a prophecy that predicted the Messiah Savior. So that's how Philip probably started. Hey, this whole book, this whole scroll is a prophecy of Isaiah that was predicting the Messiah or the Savior. Chapter 6 tells how man is sinful and separated from God. Chapter 9 in Isaiah tells us how God planned to reconcile men to Himself, these sinful men separated from Him. Chapter 9 says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Chapter 15-31 through 31 of Isaiah tells that God will send this child or this son to save the nations of the world from judgment. Chapter 43 of Isaiah tells that the child, the son, will be the only Redeemer and man's only hope or the only way. And this chapter, Philip told the, the, the Ethiopian, this chapter that you're reading, chapter 53, tells us how the Messiah will save us. He will suffer judgment in our place. And I think that Philip might have even asked him to read, uh, reread the passage again. So I pulled it up from the book of Isaiah so that we can read it in context. Here it is, Isaiah 53 verse 3. Think of see the Ethiopian and Philip pouring over this passage. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. He turned our we turned our backs on him and he looked the other way and we looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought His troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for His own sins. But He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal, and uh, he was buried like a criminal, and he was put in a rich man's grave. Wow. So Philip poured over that passage. This is how the, Isaiah predicted that the Messiah, Son of God, would save us. He would become a sacrifice. He would take our judgment. Philip, Philip explained how Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. It says that he preached Jesus to the Ethiopian. Philip told the Ethiopian, Jesus was the child, the Son of God that was given. He probably told him about the Immaculate Conception. He told the Ethiopian, Jesus took our judgment and died that violent death that we just read about. Jesus came and He said, God loves you this much and stretched out His arms and died. Philip told the Ethiopian, Jesus was buried in a rich man's grave. But... Everybody said what? But... On the third day, He arose from the dead. Over 500 witnesses saw Him ascend to heaven bodily. Jesus, before He left, Philip told this Ethiopian, Jesus tasked us with the sharing of this good news. Those who believe and are baptized will be saved talk about a divine appointment everything down to every last detail the ethiopian got it everybody said he got it he said he got it the ethiopian said god loves me so much that he sent his son to save me and he god loves me so much that he sent someone to share it with me so here's what he said. So I am. This is what the Ethiopian said. What? All in. All in. Say it out loud. What? All in. Let's read the passage. Verse 36. Now, as they went down the road, after Philip explained to the Ethiopian the whole gospel, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way. And everybody say the word... Woo! Right. So after Philip presents the message of salvation of Jesus Christ to this guy who God had been wooing, who God had been calling, who God had been dealing with, who traveled 2,500 miles plus to try to connect at the temple and found nothing in the middle of the desert, God made sure that he didn't get home without finding what He's looking for. Because Jesus said, those who seek will find. Those who ask will receive. Those who knock, the door will be opened. Isn't that awesome, guys? God arranged it so that this man could hear the Gospel message. Philip told him, and we've been tasked to share this message, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. And that's when this guy, I mean, he sees water. Now listen, baptism to the Jews was a sign of new life. A sign of a new start. To wash off the old and rise up anew. The Ethiopian didn't want to wait another second for that to happen. The minute he saw some water, he slammed the brakes on his old life and jumped into the new. He came up out of the water with a renewed spirit and a renewed joy. Here's the last verse of the morning, guys, Second Corinthians 5:17. Very familiar. Read it with me: "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Wait a minute. How many things become new? All things. all things. If any man, therefore if any man, anyone being Christ is a new creature, old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. A new spirit. A new slate. A new purpose. A new life. All things become new. I tell you what, you, you, you should be as excited as a three-year-old with a bag of Pop Rocks right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Knowing that, this is what we have been given. This is what the Lord has done. You might be here invited by someone. You weren't going to come, but then at the last minute, you said okay. You might think it was random. You might think that it was just coincidence. You might want to know that in Hebrew, the language of the Bible, there are no words for the word coincidence. There are no words for the word chance in the Hebrew. Because they're to God fearing, God loving people, they know that God works all things for the good of those who love God and are called to according to His purpose. It's not coincidence. It's not chance. God has a divine appointment that He planned just for you. Like this Ethiopian, new life, new slate, new everything, new spirit can take place on the inside of you. And all you have to do is do what the... Ethiopian did say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he came to save me. He came so that I could be his.
0: We're so glad you tuned in to today's edition of The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the Book of Acts has given you new insight into the early church and brought you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link and don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who might even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts and that lives would forever be changed? Would you also pray for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord and that we're courageous to follow wherever He leads. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more about how to give at tmcalvary.com. Just click on the Donate tab. Thanks again for praying, and thanks for joining us today, here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands, and together we stand.